I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Rowe, and Raph on the SGP podcast. Woo! Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning stands here at your service. To my right, Rowdy Raf Camus. Still no ravishing role Moran on the podcast, but we have with us somebody who was supposed to be here last week. But bailed for reasons we do not want to disclose anymore. Finals week. I'm going to disclose it. Finals week, man. All right. All right. That familiar <laughs> voice is... Renzo Magnaia of Play FM back on the podcast. Hey, guys. Thank you so much. So am I technically ravishing Renzo? No, you're not. No? You, you, you might get your own nickname in due <laughs> time. I have, I have one complaint, though, so far. What? So I'm on the show, and you guys couldn't even bother contacting WWE and have Charlotte re-record <laughs> the intro and have my name on it. What the heck kind of treatment is this? This is ridiculous. I'll let it slide. Thank you guys for having me on once again. All right, really Maybe. good to have Renzo back on the podcast. It's nice having uh, you know your typical three man setup. Yes, I, I admit it was kind of not off last week. It was just me and Camus. <laughs> yeah, because it's really like hi, yes, Ghostland, Ghostland, yes. <laughs> And like we need, we 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 realize how how Roe is really the anchor of the show in terms of uh, stabilizing everything. I mean, I'm the one who navigates from topic to topic, but the one who really just navigates uh, navigates us and makes sure we don't go off tangent all too much is, is really Roe. Well, you're getting none of that from me. I'm just gonna tell you guys right now. So, <laughs> well, can't be worse than just me, straight up. <laughs> All right, so we got a lot to talk about. It's been another big week in wrestling. It's also a go-home week. I just remember that now, so we're going to have to load up roadblock predictions. and uh, we're Roadblock end of the line. Yeah, we're going to have to go all honeys on you later on. Uh, But right now, though, we got to talk about Sami Zayn. Oh, my boy! Okay. One of the most uh, one of the most powerful and poignant segments on Raw this week belonged wow. to Sami Zayn and Mick Foley. Mm. My boy. Right? So if you, haven't, uh, if you haven't seen it by now, Sami Zayn was supposed to get traded to SmackDown Live for Eva Marie. For which, Eva Marie. Which, in a universe that is fair, would have happened. I want... I, as a Sami Zayn fan, and as a fan of SmackDown Live... Would prefer to see him on that show cutting his teeth, doing his shit, challenging AJ Styles. But Eva Marie for equal trade value, that doesn't make sense. No, I, it does in not. In no world does that make sense. I feel like you wouldn't even care at this point. As long as you see Sami Zayn on SmackDown, you're happy. I don't care. Bring yes, Eva Marie I am. Over. But the thing matter. is, it's a slap in the face to anyone who follows professional sports because that's what it was. It was a professional sport-like arrangement. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was really brilliant the way that Mick Foley had been testing Sami Zayn all this time over mm-hmm. the last few weeks. Um, I tweeted out that 
it, it surprises me that the Mick Foley character had some Machiavellian characteristics in him. Oh, yes, actually very Machiavellian. Yeah, to push Man. to push Sami Zayn's buttons to get to that point where he really just goes over the edge and asks for Braun Strowman because who who um. I, I guess this is uh, this is very personal to me. Like I can really relate to being told time and time again, no after no after no, and you know just n- things not going your way, and it flat out sucks. And I know this from experience. I and, and I think I'm not the only person who's ever gone through that. No, it, you're not, sir. It, it sucks to just pour in your heart and soul into something and not be recognized for it, or not even be acknowledged as someone who can contribute and who can bring something really, really good to the table. So to be told no and no time and time. Again, Sami Zayn has that huge chip on his shoulder, and you can, and you can't blame him for wanting to take on an insurmountable task like Braun Strowman because the guy the guy is been has been built up as this monstrosity as this unbeatable force. I mean, for Christ's sake, he just took out Curtis Axel, a legitimate superstar at that. Curtis oh, Axel really? is Curtis a fucking Axel? I, li- I like how I'm your bar sorry. for Curtis Axel is very high because it's I actually hold him very in low. Respect, We're talking sir. about the WWE here, remember? And Curtis Axel on the WWE is... Mm, He's very low on the totem pole, but he is still a legitimate superstar. He's not James Ellsworth. Also, Braun beat a guy who beat AJ Styles 2-0. Is it 2-0 or 3-0 now? 3-0. 3-0, including the ladder match, right? Yeah, but then again, the the, the Ellsworth (laughs) thing on Raw was way before all of this happened. All of this happened, yeah. Before it all snowballed. But the thing is... Just bring it back to reality right now. Sami Zayn has always had this fire. If it was in his past life as El Generico or if it was, you know, his early NXT days. But this is a side of him that we have not seen. We have not really seen this kind of raw, untapped anger. And it's refreshing. for yeah. Even for me, as a longtime fan of this man... It was refreshing. And to know that he can play off of Mick Foley that well is good. It's good stuff. I think a lot of it also comes from the fact that at his core, the Sami Zayn character has always been very happy-go-lucky. Yep. Like you see him in his newsboy hat, his, his Lonsdale jacket going around. Dancing and the Right. <laughs> but he's very happy-go-lucky. <laughs> so to see him actually lose his shit and get mad over uh, being denied another opportunity and just really proving that he can deliver if he was just given a chance was something that was, to, uh, to, to take your word from it, it was just really refreshing. So I, I love the way that they're going uh, with, with the Sami Zayn storyline. And I love how Mick Foley gave him 10 minutes. Because it's very much like asking the universe to throw a bone at you. Like, just give me a bone. Give me 10 minutes and I will, I, I will make sure that I deliver when I say I will deliver. So that's basically it. That's, that's uh, the vibe I get from the Sami Zayn storyline right now. You could, you, could, I mean, you could say that you see kind of seeds of this angrier version of Sami Zayn plant back all the way in like Battleground when he fought, was it, had his uh, match with Kevin Owens? Yes. yes. Where he gave him that, you know, kind of like sympathetic look and then he was just like, no. Nah. Fuck you! I'm gonna Haluva kick you once again, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna get the win. So I feel like you know that's just building up from there, and then you see kind of like mm, continuity. Yeah, because continuity. you see, I guess, a more ferocious side of Sami Zayn come out. And I remember you talked about how Mick Foley you had a problem with his promos before because he'd always be at an eleven. He would never, you know, 
come from the bottom and just slowly come up. I think he remedied that tonight. Yeah, he yeah. Did. Yes, he did. That, that, that night, this rather. Role. Yeah, that raw. Yeah, he was able to go from first gear, and then he was able to shift gears as he built towards that crescendo. Yeah. And I, 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 I agree. He actually addressed that problem. He built on it. Um, but to, to go back to that point you, uh, you brought up, now Sami Zayn had to de- uh, dig deep into his reserve of, say, of, of, of anger to tap into that dark side of his. That's something we saw. Uh, uh, during that battleground match against Kevin Owens, he didn't want to tap into that. And then he realized he had no choice but to tap into that in order to vanquish the foe that was Kevin Owens. In the same way, Owens also felt like he had to go through that extra length in order to put away Sami Zayn. So uh, Sami's just really tapping into that again. And um, that's, that's where a lot of this fire is actually coming from. And I love it. Also, like, considering how crazy this year has been for WWE... I would never have thought that I would hear Sami Zayn say, I am worth 10 Eva Marie's on Raw. Like 100, 100? Eva Marie's. <laughs> 1,000 <laughs> Eva Marie's. I never thought I'd hear that on Raw. It's just, wow. No, I, I can totally relate. Again, like when he said that, it made me want to think of all the times that you know I'd been, I'd been in that situation. And I, I know that there are other people out there who probably feel the same way but let me put my story out there that I can I can tell you for the for a, uh, I can tell you for a fact that there are a lot of other people out there who do my job way worse than I do and that's why when I go out there and deliver a product I make sure that I send a message that I am worth 1000 Alvins or that I am worth 1000 Jinry Parks these people who uh, probably don't deserve to be on radio and you know it's it's really 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 amazing how uh, people don't exactly see that I'm going to go ahead and co-sign this rant I'm just saying. <laughs> I love you, Stan. It, it, it's it's really just I, I, mind-boggling how you know how. Um, uh, but but I, you know what? I don't I don't want to get into that too much because at the end of the day, it's not what you know; it's who you know, right? Like it doesn't matter if uh, you graduated with Latin honors from whatever university. If you don't uh, if you don't bring boobs to the table, you probably won't make it to the big dance. Oh, shit, man. Anyway, I have boobs. Uh, yeah, you have man boobs. That's yeah, what you I have. Do. Right. Well, they're, 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 they've shrunk a bit, but. Okay, this is not a podcast about yeah, Thomas's boobs, unfortunately. Boobs. I know. They're giving me nightmares. So let's talk about the American Nightmare instead. America Nightmare! I, okay, sorry. Um, full, full disclosure. This is the match that I didn't know I wanted to see. Cody versus Juice? Cody versus Juice Robinson, formerly known as... <laughs> what is his name again? CJ Parker. CJ Park. Not JC Parker. Yeah. Viva Hot Baby. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, there, there is a Viva Hot Bay named JC Parker. Good one. Yeah, good yeah. one. She actually lives on my street. Oh. Oh. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> anyway, no, uh, so yeah. This is, this is the one match on that NJPW Wrestle Kingdom card that I'm just looking at and I'm just like, holy shit, where are they going to put it? Because Juice, is, Juice has done the job for everyone. He has jobbed for debuting Kevin Owens. He has been that that last guy who takes the fall in the six-man tag match at the start of a show in NJPW ever since he has been elevated from young boy status. But for them to feed him to a Bullet Club debuting hot as hell Cody Rhodes, sweet Jesus, daddy would be proud. I'm very jealous that you actually are getting to see this live. Oh, (laughs) fuck you, Camus. You know, no one's cursed me out on... On, on this podcast for a while. Well, there's a first time for everything. And there's a first friend, time so... in a long time for everything. 
So yeah, uh, January 4, Wrestle Kingdom 11. It's bound to be really, really lit, especially with uh, this, the, the Cody Rhodes debut for New Japan. Oh, not just that. The full card is out now. The yeah. full card is out now. So uh, we know that Omega and uh, Okada are main eventing for the I, uh, IWGP heavyweight title. Yes. Naito. IC title is Naito and Tanahashi. Which is also equally lit. Yes. Uh, there's the, the junior heavyweight titles between Kushida and Takahashi. Which is... Very, 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 very solid. Yeah, and then you have the tag team match oh, between the, uh, G.O.D. and G.B.H. G.O.D., G.D.H., the two-time tag league winners as of this week, G.D.H., because God damn it, Tomaki Honma, I love you. Yeah. You are a hero to all men. And um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure, I, I think we can say this, right? Uh, A.C.H. is part of the card as Tiger Mask Dark. Tiger Mask Dark against Kota Ibushi, who is Tiger Mask. In quotations. This is so amazing. It is. It is. You know, this it's is one an of those anime storyline come to life. It's one of those cards that you just look at and you're just like, "Well, fuck! I should have paid more money for better seats for this show." You know, we can go on and on and on and on about the Wrestle Kingdom 11 card, but I think the biggest takeaway from uh, from oh, this wait, whole wait, Wrestle before, Kingdom discussion, especially yeah. the Cody Rhodes debut, is that Cody will have wrestled at WrestleMania. Final battle, Bound for Glory, and Wrestle Kingdom within a span one of ten calendar months. Year. Yeah, one calendar one year. One fucking calendar year. And you know, we I, I I talked it up a bit that AJ Styles would have had one of the best calendar years this year. Holy shit, Cody Rhodes might just outdo him with this one. I would argue against that because if you're gonna talk about twenty sixteen as a calendar year per se, I think AJ still trumps what Cody's done. Oh no, no, trumps what he has done, but then in terms of the fact that you have been able to transcend this organization, this organization, and organizations that you wouldn't have thought they would be in at this point in their careers? I think it's also a testament to what Cody has done. Um, since leaving the E. Yeah, since leaving WWE and the state of indie wrestling. And I, I know, I, I know, Renzo, you don't follow indie wrestling as, as much as Heikamos would. Uh, I, I don't. Follow a whole lot of it, uh, a lot of it as well. But indie wrestling in 2016 is leagues away from where it was. Say, uh, yeah, last year. Last year. Yeah, I, I think it would be bolder to say, say five years ago. Oh, right. Well, five years ago, it was, you know, just very isolationist. That the new Japan, the new Japan ROH deal hadn't really come to full fruition the way that it has now. But now you're seeing the seeds of those partnerships paying off. Tenfold. Yeah, so that's why we're getting you know really really good cards dating back to say Wrestle Kingdom two years ago, which was the first one I saw, and then last year's, and then um, and then this year. So that's something we're looking forward to. Now let's bring it back to WWE and let's talk about some mainstream stuff, so Renzo can actually get involved <laughs> because Renzo's been awfully quiet, filthy casual. I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna speak on it if I don't know what I'm oh, talking about. Very you know? quickly, very quickly. Yeah, the chance of seeing Tomohiro Ishii versus. Will Osprey in that four man tag four team tag team match. Wait, aren't though. they together because they're from Chaos? Yes, but they in that match. Th- yeah, together. they're together. They're not, in not, the not same fa- team. Not, not facing off against each other. Just the two of those guys in a tag team match. It just blows my mind. Okay, Kamus. Thank you. And Ricochet. I'm gonna get to see Ricochet, okay. motherfucker. Thank you for blowing your load, Kamus. Oh, now now so put it back in now. your pants. It's it's three weeks. Put it back to in your show. pants. We're talking about Raw now. Raw. WWE right. Raw. Alright, let's talk about Raw and how um I, I think the biggest takeaway from this week's Raw is how well they were able to integrate multiple top storylines into one huge smorgasbord. 
right? Um, they were able to uh, incorporate the New Day with the Owens Jericho storyline, with the Owens Reign storyline, the Jericho Rollins storyline, and they teased a mini Shield reunion at least between Rollins and Reigns. So, what, what's your takeaway from the fact that they were able to incorporate all these stories together? Okay, first disclaimer: um, I didn't get to see Raw this week. Okay. Okay. Did you see the highlights? I did see, like, okay, so I, I completely casualed it up even more and just watched <laughs> the, the the recaps on YouTube. That's fine. Because, you know, I mean... Some weeks that's fine, but this week... Man, no, this week's Raw was really must-watch. This is this oh, is the first time it's been must-watch in a long time. No, I, th- I think Raw has been on a roll in Kase. Like yeah, three three, weeks straight, three weeks straight weeks of, of really, really solid episodes. And um, if you haven't seen Raw like Renzo over here, uh, do yourself a favor and watch it from, from start to finish because stories from top to bottom were, were really good. Um, the New Day were able to retain the tag team titles. Twice. Twice. I saw, I saw the main event. I, yeah. I saw the main event. I thought um, it was great how... They managed to retain, you know, the titles without it being too chicken shit Healy. You know, mm. like okay, so Biggie had did have to pull um who was it? Was it Rollins? Yeah. Rollins. Pulled Rollins down. After the pedigree. But it was pretty slick how, you know, you see, you know, uh Austin Creed there in the ring, Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods, wow. You, wow, you're not that guy's up, up, down, down. Okay. So, <laughs> and then he just kind of rolls over after the pedigree and then covers him, gets the, gets the three count. That's typically not the way that I'm used to them winning. Usually it's just, you know, the typical distract him and then get the, they get the cheap shot and then get the pin. But then nah, it's kind of different how they did it like that. You have to hand it to Xavier, Xavier Woods and how legit he looked. Oh uh, yes. I think the last time Xavier Woods oh, looked yes. that good in the ring was uh, against the Wyatts. That was a, and that was a long. That was about ago. a half a year ago. So it, it was really good that he had that time to shine against, say, Roman Reigns and Chris Jericho and Seth Rollins because he's often the forgotten man in the ring as a member of the New Day. I was just surprised that you know Xavier Woods actually went toe to toe with Roman. Like he did not get demolished. He didn't back down. Is the is the thing that surprised me because yeah. usually when guys are facing Roman. You see them hesitate, just this ever so slight bit of hesitation in their eyes. But fucking hell, man, he just went. He did just go through him. And it's something you don't see out of Savior on an everyday basis. And it's, I don't want to go back to refreshing, but the thing is, goddamn, it's about time they give him ring time like this. So I'm, I'm in the dark about this. When did they decide who to put in so obviously you know there's three of them Freebird yeah, Rule yeah. and everything uh, sometimes it's Kofi sometimes it's Xavier how do they decide who was in it today like Just, who's benched and who's starting yeah yeah, yeah. pretty much uh, there are times that Big E actually sits out so oh, okay, I, I don't yeah. know if you've noticed but it's actually happened um, that that lineup has been explored all permutations of the New Day have been explored right uh, at, at the start of the show the first match with Cesar and Sheamus and Gallows and Anderson it was Big E and Kofi Okay, and then and Kofi it became, was taking Kofi was taking a bunch of the the hits. Yeah, a bunch of the of the hits. So he had to sell that, getting Biggie and Xavier towards right. the end. And I think it makes sense because Biggie is also the big guy. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it only He's makes sense to always send you send your yeah send your truck into True. you know into the into the fold. So there. Um, what I really loved about how this all went down is when you tie it back together, or when when you it, it all goes back to Stephanie McMahon. Oh yes, and how. The authority figure served its purpose in making sure that all these threads were connected. Because on its own, these stories are supposed to be independent, mm-hmm. right? Um, the only way that they connect is say Owens and Jericho, they have a relationship. Rollins and Reigns have a relationship. And then uh, that feud, um, they, they start intersecting with one another. 
right? So you have that going on. But with the New Day accidentally or inadvertently uh, spraying champagne over Stephanie, she involves them into that little that little vacuum. So now they're uh, the the raw universe gets expanded in that in that regard. Because instead of it being a bunch of separated segments, they connected yung threads nila. So you have like one big Venn diagram of sorts. Yes. Intersecting in the middle. It reminds, Absolutely. It reminds me of what Max Landis was talking about when he was wow. talking to Seth Rollins yeah. about, uh, about you know, how, how wrestling should be written and how you know, uh, if you write it like a TV show, um, it'll work out better because nothing feels inconsequential where everyone, anyone can end up anywhere and it just all belongs in this one shared universe and I think they exhibited that. And that's that's exactly what this episode was in a microcosm. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I actually wrote that on my Raw review this week. and, and On SI.ph. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a great way for them to actually put that into practice. Because a huge problem on Raw is that everything is laid out in segments and matches. And, and continuity all, sucks. No, there is continuity, but they exist in a I, vacuum. I mean, okay. like I mean, everything, from hour to hour. Not, not like week to week. Right, right. Like there is no overarching thread that yes. binds everything together. And yung ma- naging maganda rito, even though not everything is still connected, you see that a lot of the major storylines converged through the opening segment and the main event. So that was really, really good on their part. Um, going back to that Max Landis video that Renzo referenced. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, do watch it. Yeah, do watch it because it's, it, it's really something that gets you to think. Eh. Do you remember the example that Max Landis gave to Seth Rollins as, say, one way to integrate stories together? Which um, one was that? That was... His example was that Braun Strowman interfered in a cruiserweight match. Uh, beat those two true, guys yeah, up okay. and then have them recover and then team up together despite their little feud to take out Braun Strowman. Yeah, things like that. I think that's something that's actually reasonable. Like mm-hmm. you could actually do it given the context of today's Braun Strowman and the cruiserweights today. Because it addresses number one the fact that Braun Strowman is looking for competition, mm-hmm. which he really is in storyline. And yes. his dissatisfaction with you know the management. Exactly. Uh, two, it successfully reintegrates the cruiserweights into the larger raw thread. Which they need badly. Yeah. And three, it acknowledges that the division actually is part of Raw. <laughs> because they still seem like a separate show on the, the three rope, hour. The ropes don't help. The yeah. ropes don't help. That's true. <laughs> no, they live in their own little purple island. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. At this rate, they are, they are Pokemon Pelago. <laughs> yeah. The, the question that Rollins asked Landis when, when Max Landis brought it up was, if you have a segment like that, who does that get over? And there is a there is an argument from say the wrestling side na oh nga naman because the objective of every segment or match is to always get someone over. Yes. But the counter argument there is does the payoff or having someone get over have to happen now? Not necessarily. I would argue that the more important thing to get over is the storyline. Get the story over, and then the characters will get over in the process. Because if you make the story make sense and you develop it, you flesh it out, that's how you get people invested. And whether or not it's the face or the heel that eventually comes out on top, everybody gets over. And that brings you back to the TV nature of, the okay, for example, Draw, that you don't necessarily have to make everything make sense then and there. But Getting people invested in the storyline will get them invested in the wrestlers. Will get them invested in what the wrestlers do. Yeah, and the action and those small actions, regardless of win or loss, actually have that transcendental effect down the line. I mean, they've been doing that. Uh, look f- as far back as r Truth and, and Goldust. 
and as well as Rhino and and Heath Slater. Slater. So you really see that if you do write wrestling as if there are char- there are characters in a TV show, then you know you get people caring about them in that same way too. You watch Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, in Game of Thrones, there are the huge characters like the the, the Cersei's and the Sansa Starks mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. But there are also the smaller characters. Mm-hmm. Now, when they get their moment to shine, you get to see where they fit in the in the larger fabric. Yeah. Oh, sorry, like the Hodors, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like I've, um, Hodor. Like, oh, well, Hodor is a very extreme example. No, I, I would say. Okay, I I don't know my Game of Thrones from say uh, from say uh, um, season one. the Flowerverse. No, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. So I, I don't know my Game of Thrones from Flash and Arrow, but um, I am I right in assuming that Hodor is a small character? Hodor, no. no. Hodor is um, Hodor is consequential because, only because he is pretty much the person who carries around Bran, and Bran is a major character. So you know, uh, All right, give me a small character. Na parangkala mo, they're just a background character, but then it's revealed that they actually are integral to the whole um, story. Jack and Hagar. Jack and Hagar also um, the waif. What's his face? The uh, the 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 Podrick. Podrick Payne. Pa- Podrick Payne is also an example. Podrick so Payne. He's basically just the squire of. He starts out as the squire of Tyrion, Tyrion, and then later on, um, with Brienne, girl, Brienne, Brienne yeah. Tarth. So right. He, so and okay. then eventually, where is he now? So he's an important character now. Is what you're trying to um, say? Still no. Well, technically, yeah. Technically, I mean, okay, he's not. He's not a grade. He's not a B list player. He's in the background of the A, a guys. No, what I need to say, or the point I'm trying to prove, is that in a TV <laughs> show where you have a universe, like say Game of Thrones, yes, it's very well possible to have a character that seems inconsequential when when it starts, but then later on it's revealed that when the hands have been played, they are actually very important to mm, everything that's Arya gone Star. down. Oh no, Arya Stark's a main no, character. Arya Stark, Arya Stark is a main character, but then it's just her storyline, although heavily featured, just. She gets lost in the mix. Oh for yeah, she is completely separated from she, all the main plots. So you're kind of wondering where is this going? Where is Arya going? And but, then at the end of the last season, holy shit! You're just like, oh okay, that's okay. what's happening. But um, to go back to Podrick, yes, uh, he started off as just comic relief. He was the guy you laugh at. He makes jokes and stuff. He makes and then, big jokes. Yeah, he ended up because you know apparently he has a gigantic penis for being you know yeah. But yeah, that was okay. Thing. That was yeah. a thing. That yeah. was a thing. But he ended up being you know uh, Tyrion's voice of reason and also Brienne. Conscience at times. Brienne's conscience. So you know, you see these characters develop from just being comic relief to basically shaping the decisions of the main characters Actually, in the Tyrion future. Did start out as comic relief as well. First yeah, season. Yeah. Well, there, I, there. That's Things the point like that. I was trying to make. Nah, like that. It's very well possible, I think, to still do that in wrestling while still uh, achieving the goal of getting something over week per week. Because it, um, how how hard is it to make these characters important as the days go by? Uh, James Ellsworth is the biggest example, I guess. Because yep. when when he first yep. came into WWE, he was a bit player. He was somebody nobody gave a shit about. And then when but he appeared he on SmackDown the man Live, with two hands and the legend of James Ellsworth, big Yeah, uh, you, you know, you put him in SmackDown, you give him a prominent role with the likes of you the Miz and AJ contract. Styles. No, not not even the signing of the contract. Just the way that he was, uh, the way that he belongs on SmackDown. Down live now. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He's There's in the that. intro now. Yeah. Wow, he is. He's in the intro now. Yes, oh shit. So he's very much. <laughs> well, a part. I, I mean, I skipped that part, but fuck, James Ellsworth on the Tron. Ellsworth. He's very much a part of the story <gasps> on SmackDown now, right? forever. Uh, Kenny and Mikey of the Spirit Squad, ganun then they were supposed to just be a one-off, but mm-hmm. then for a while they became the Mrs. Chuadiwaps. Mm-hmm. So um, the idea is there. It's something they can actually do. 
it's it's just a matter of them trying to reconcile whether or not um you know they're they're going to give in to some idea from some outsider i see i see some of the you know i see some of it slipping through i mean we've been seeing progressively better character development as the weeks go by as you guys said raw has been better these past couple of weeks hopefully they they keep it up and you know they don't go back to their old Ways, yeah. My goodness. Um, yeah. yeah uh, very refreshing. It can be much, much better. Yeah. Hey, we still have uh, a couple of weeks. Twenty sixteen isn't over yet. God, I Baka hope. It. Pending lagi. But anyway, um, um, speaking of refreshing characters, what about Jack Gallagher? Uh, yeah. Oh, buddy, 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 buddy. He really deserves some recognition this week because uh, Jack Gallagher co- came out to interfere in the Arya Davari match with uh, Lindsay Dorado. He comes out and he announces his intentions to run in. And then proceeds to actually do so. I did not see this, to be honest. It was I didn't catch beautiful. this. It was beautiful. I'm sorry. Go back and watch this because this is like the just three best. minutes. Wait, it's so he comes minutes. out and okay. says, I'm going to run in? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's like, okay, Lindsay Dorado, Arya Davari is going on in the ring. And Lindsay Dorado, I wish they gave him a little bit more respect considering that it was his debut match on the, the big show. But. God damn it, Jack Gallagher! You are the best thing. Yeah, so this is how he you does it. He goes out thing. and says, uh, he basically says, "Arya Davari, I'm, I'm, I'm still pissed at you, and I am going to interfere right now. Wait, and wait. you, sir, are, are a, a scoundrel. scoundrel." And the crowd chants, "Scoundrel!" Yeah, he got damn. scoundrel over. <laughs> what? <laughs> and this is okay. If you you've seen Jack Gallagher, right? Nope. Uh, he, he is the whitest. Human being on this roster, not counting Seamus. Yeah. Not count- I think counting Seamus. And and he's got, this, he's got red hair. He's like Ed Sheeran with a mustache. Jesus, yeah. it's it's like that. He's like Ed Sheeran with a Simon Gotch mustache. So um, it was really entertaining and one of the best uses possible for the Jack Gallagher character. It's because uh, his gimmick is the extraordinary gentleman. Okay, so he. Stay true to who he is. Has he been on uh, the WWE before? Like the he... Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. He was in the okay. I one of the I... carryovers from the classic. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. So there. Uh, that that someone also keep your eye out on. That was really really fun. Oh God, it's just Jack Gallagher. God bless your soul. Yeah. I want more. All right. Now, um, there are other things on Raw that we'll talk about when we get to Roadblock predictions. But I think let, uh, it's time for us to go to SmackDown for a bit. And and talk about how this week's episode is also really solid, if only for the fact that the matches really meant something. Number one contendership mm. matches. Yeah. Baby. Yes. Where was this? Where has this been for so long? I know you've been a big, big, big clamorer for these things. Yeah, I'm a proponent of number one contenders matches. Oh, Looking at you, Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's he, true. It is true. Yeah, you just beat Owens beat in a the champion. Match. Beat the champion. Get a championship title, bitch. So lazy. That's how it works. It's so lazy. But uh, actually, yeah. good writing this week. I mean, it's been good, but this is exceptional. Yes. Um, it was really good how they first they put up a battle royal for the mm. tag team championship number one contenderships. Uh, the, the Usos were surprisingly missing, but that's because Wait, one of them is injured. Um, Jay, I think. Yeah, one of them is injured. It doesn't matter at this point. You know, <laughs> they're all the same. Uh, <laughs> well, there are only two of them. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I thought that they actually teased that the Ascension might be going somewhere. Yes! Oh, I was like, what? Buddy. Like, what's happening? Okay, if the Ascension does go anywhere in 2017, God bless their souls, but come on, man, no way. Here are the takeaways from that battle royal. First, first off, American Alpha denied once again. 
And the way I No, I wouldn't say Oh man I would say yes no. I think that's right Because American Alpha Is getting the Daniel Bryan Treatment right now Okay They're being kept away From the title conversation But like They're being kept away Fairly Like they're yes. just They're just not they're being not, good enough They're not being They're the oppressed. chip on your shoulder Kind of it, It's more of In kayfabe In tipong We'll put you through Hoop after hoop after hoop okay. Let you develop credibility Let you develop sympathy From the audience So that eventually When you do get That number one contendership People believe in you already Hindi yung tipong hot shot It's the slow burn It's the slow burn Yes Absolutely So there That's, that, that's why I, I think the American Alpha move Is great Second is Heath Slater and Rhino They advance the tension Between the two of them Oh yeah And going back to that That phrase Slow burn We're seeing that again Because mm-hmm. um, In years past If they wanted to turn A tag team against each other They would have done it Right after Slater and Rhino Dropped the belts Yep And it, it happens It happens like a hot potato Yes Now we, we know that it's coming We can see it a mile away And yet I think they're they're preparing it. They're setting the table such that when it does happen, you can justify why Rhino's pissed off. But at the same time, you can also really get behind Heath Slater. With all that he's gone through with regard to their, their friendship, their relationship as a team. Yeah. And it's not it's not as though Rhino is has has not lent Heath Slater a bit of his credibility. That's that. There's that also. There's that that additional layer of their relationship. Na parang, I- Rhino, because sorry, sorry. Now Rhino has always been the solid guy, and Heath as cleanup. Now, parang Rhino would set up the win, and yet Heath would get the pin. There's that other layer that you can get behind also. Now, parang Rhino's the real wrestler. Heath's just the guy who needs this job. Right. Yeah. It's it's, it's just another layer. Well, do you guys do you guys like where this uh, this story is going? I mean, where do you think it'll end up? I, I don't mind where it's going I think it's obviously Going to be Slater Rhino yeah. uh, They're probably not Going to get a singles feud That will that will last But they're probably Going to get like A singles match In you know a Smackdown Only pay-per-view It's a good blow-off match That you can put In the middle of a card And when it does go down Rhino can You know Take his vacation And then come back Six months later I mean I think Isn't he going to be Working in, in No he lost the election Yeah oh. he, he didn't Like not even close yeah, not um, even. Close. I'm not sure if it's because he's Republican or because he's a wrestler. <laughs> no, it's more of he Probably was Republican in Michigan. <laughs> there yeah, was that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There that was that. There, that. Yeah. Also, I'm forever just in awe of how easily Jason Jordan can pick people up and throw them over his head. Oh, you what should watch his NXT th- stuff. He's I mean, I, I watched uh, uh, a bit uh, of his it. major, you know, uh, pay per view tag team matches, and they're always just mind-blowing like they're Olympic with, um, caliber wrestlers oh my goodness second third coming of Kurt Angle yeah but then again Chad Gable himself was in the Olympics oh yes I mean yeah but Gable you know Gable. Well, it's obviously Jason Jordan's the future star oh yeah wait while we're on the topic of you know tag team and 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 technically hot tags I forgot to mention this from, from Raw a while ago just to sneak it in oh, there oh oh yes Cesaro's Cesaro? hot tag Cesaro's hot tag and that sequence of I will hit everyone with as much force and brutality as I can and then go top rope Dude, my goodness. He got everyone. Like, that's how you get a crowd going. The crowd was like... Usually, we would save things like that for picks of the week. Oh, okay. No, okay. but you know what? I, but, I, I we, agree. Yeah. Because we were talking about Raw. We and, just like, have we to say totally this. looked over it. Best yeah. hot tag I've seen all year. My goodness. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, best hot tag. I'm getting... Full stop. Full stop. No, I said this on the podcast way before. I'm not sure if you were already on it, but Cesaro is really Mr. Pure Energy. 
<laughs> yes, I was on. I was. We gave this. We gave this a bit of shit. But, yeah, Cesaro but, is Mister Fucking Pure Energy. The man. Okay, sorry. Cesaro deserves a solo world title run at some point in his career. God damn it! Give it to him next year, please. Vince. All right, going back. Uh, let, let, let's go back to SmackDown. Uh, the Hype Bros picked up the win at the end of the Battle Royal, but Zack Ryder Zach came away Ryder. with an injury. A legit injury. Yeah, the injury, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, is you're it, not. It's shattered? I'm, I'm not sure. It's, I think it, it, looks, it looks severe. I'm hoping that it doesn't keep him away for too long because I wanted Sanan that the Hype Bros would have gotten fleshed out. Yes. The thing about the SmackDown tag team division is, one, the heels outnumbered the babyfaces. Yes. Two... There are only three babyface tag teams, and one of them is on the verge of splitting up. Yep. The other, you're trying to keep away from the titles as uh, as much as possible. So it really just leaves you with Mojo Rawley and Zack Ryder. And now that Ryder's injured as well, who the fuck are you going to feed to the, the, the Wyatt family? Oh, man. There's no one left. Because seriously, um, the hype bros seemed patched together when they came up together on NXT. And then it's just, well, we had to elevate... Mojo Rawley at some point because he's been down there for too long to give Mojo Rawley I don't know a singles run at this point seems counterintuitive and you know I hope Zack Ryder's okay because it was actually entertaining while it was there but you also look at the heel tag teams you can't turn any one of them face really yeah because they don't have like would you really root for the VOD villains uh, the last time I rooted for them was when they f- uh, when they fought um, Blake and Murphy. Blake and yeah, Murphy. yeah. You can and, and then again, you can't call up anyone just yet from NXT. None of the tag teams. Well, maybe DIY, but then that's way too soon. Yeah, that's way too soon. And, I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about other options here. That parang, who can you elevate the SmackDown? They're just. They're, just uh, they're probably going to give it to American Alpha at this point, right? I mean, uh, where else can you not, go? Not right now. Right now. I mean, not right that's now, it. obviously, but like you know. Oh, but no, wait. The tribute to the troops. What about? The what about? Number one contenders match for the for the tag team. Ta- oh, wait, no, I'm talking about. No, that's that's for. I think that's for Raw. Yes. Let me just double check that. Is this the triple threat among the the trios? I, I the think trios I'm, tag teams. I don't know. These are no, trios. The yeah, Bullet Club, the Shield, and the New the Day. Club, the, the, yeah, the, the club. Yeah, the club. The club, the Shield, and the New Day. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a trios match. A triple threat trios match. Uh, during damn. tribute to the troops. Anyway, I um, want to see that. Already. We'll probably <laughs> save that for next week when it uh, when, when it actually airs. We've seen tribute to the troops. I think at this point, though, it makes sense to put American Alpha in as the challengers to the White family, if only because the White family stole that spot from American Alpha. True, and that makes sense story wise. Yeah, so continuity wise, hot shot. It's something I can actually live with. Um, anything else else on SmackDown that caught your eye uh, before we talk about the main event? Um, Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch. I okay, so I'm not really sure on what Alexa Bliss's uh, history is when it comes to her heel tactics, but I did not like how they went with again the chicken shit heel route this week by having herself fake an injury and then get counted out. I mean, I always saw Alexa Bliss as someone who knows she can kick ass. Like she has that. Oh, she can. Yeah, exactly. She, she can. can. I. I kind of was hoping that they would give her the AJ Styles heel treatment wherein he is cocky because he knows how good he is. So he doesn't feel like he needs to cheat because, you know, he's not that kind of heel. But AJ Styles kicked Dean Ambrose's nuts. 
That's oh, yeah. how he won the title. But I feel like, you know, it's, <laughs> he cheats because he doesn't feel like he needs to try as hard as everyone else. Uh, but I suppose. he does. Yeah. That's I, the thing. I think the difference between AJ and Alexa Bliss is Bliss is really, really small. She, she's she's five. She's she barely five reaches the fury. top rope, right? Yeah. So she's tiny, and I think that's how they're able to justify the chicken, she- uh, chicken shit heel tactics. Okay. Um, I get the whole five feet of fury thing. Now, when she's in the ring, she's really vicious. She's like a pit bull and mm-hmm. all that. Which mini pincher. No, she 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 tries to be a pit bull. But <laughs> I think the bigger takeaway from all of this is that um, it it's justified because she knows that Becky is the more physically imposing competitor, and when you compare both their skills, Becky is the superior talent. Okay, physically, yeah, yeah, physically, and and even even in even the ring, menta- even ring wise, even mentally, but at the end of the day, no, mentally, lumalamang si Alexa Bliss. That's why she can think of the chicken shit tactics okay. to outsmart Becky. Oh, so then I I think that's how I best justify that uh, concern you brought up. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because at the end of the day, Alexa Bliss hasn't really solidified her spot as. I am going to be champion until say Royal Rumble. Oh, that okay. much has not been made clear, you know, outrightly. Yeah. Na parang she hasn't. I say this. She is still vulnerable as a character. Na parang I have to keep this because my job depends on it. Type hold on the belt, and yet, yeah, she's just chicken shit heel. That that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, another thing on SmackDown I wanted to talk about is the impending return of John Cena. Two weeks! But, yeah, they announced two it. Weeks. He'll be back in two weeks. It'll be interesting to see where he lands, although I think they're going to build up to him being in the Rumble. Okay. Why is he gone in the first place? Kayfabe-wise? No, Kayfabe-wise, he lost to AJ Styles. So he took his ball and went home. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> he's basically becoming what Dwayne, what he hated Dwayne for in 2012. Oh, God. Oh, okay. But at the same time, he has... Just like Dwayne said, they're never gonna leave us. But he has. Cena technically hasn't, hasn't left. Has, us. He hasn't left. He went us, to Manila. He, yeah, he did. And thank you, John, for coming. But think about it this way: John has done. He's taped his show. Yeah, he's taped his show. He's done SNL. He has Teen Choice Awards. Teen Choice Awards. He's been. He's getting fucking mainstream. And he's done everything. Um, I think at this point, if you ask anybody, any jo- uh, Joe Schmo on the street, they would probably know who John Cena is. And uh, did, did you guys get to catch your SNL bits now? Uh, no, yeah, I didn't get to As Gronk? Yeah, as Gronk. As Gronk um, was good. There was another one where he explained his Instagram. Like, if you check his... Oh, that was, that was yeah, Instagram. So cryptic images, yeah. Very <laughs> random things. I, I, love how, uh, I love how he was so deadpan there. Like, he posted... He showed a photo of a sperm cell, and he's like, somebody asked me, me to post a throwback. So that's me. as a sperm cell. <laughs> so that was really, really funny. Uh, because, okay, truth be told, John Cena was always going to be rock a Jace. I don't the think only so. thing, The only thing he needs now is a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I also enjoyed Moana. Oh, I love Moana. Moana. I haven't seen Moana. Dude, <laughs> fuck you. Watch this movie before you watch. You're, you're watching Star Wars I'm tonight. watching Rogue One at Midnight, yeah, dude. Well, it is also a Disney movie, technically. Yeah, technically <laughs> it is. Disney, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to catch dude, Rogue One on Friday. watch Moana. Everyone watching, everyone listening to this podcast, watch Moana because The Rock actually sings and raps. Nice. And it's good. Yeah, his and, song is the best. And his the, song is the best, and you're welcome. Written by Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh also fuck yes! Oh, and the the album cut does feature Lin Manuel Miranda Ooh, rapping. Yes, yes. on yes. the rock song, yeah, and nice. it's steak sauce. <laughs> yeah, 
it's really good. It's really, really good. So yeah. watch Moana. All right, now uh, back to the main event of SmackDown. So Dolph Ziggler is now the number one contender. Yes. To the WWE Championship, yes. they don't call yes. it the WWE World Championship anymore. World they slip up sometimes, though. Yeah, no, they do. But now it's just straight up WWE, WWE Championship. World Championship. All right, so this is our question uh, that we're going to be asking for this week. Submitted by our fan. <laughs> no, it's, it's from our friend Anthony Coelho. Um, here's, the, here's, the, here's the problem with Dolph being number one contender right now. What we're going to get is most likely Dolph Ziggler going back to the whole, this is it, this is all I've got to live for. Without the championship, I'm nothing. I'm going to put my career on the line. It's Again! The, it's going to be the same Dolph Ziggler archetype. Except it's not for the IC Championship this time. It's for the WWE Championship. And it's so much better. Yeah, that was, you know, but you see how where this is going to go. But AJ's going to keep calling Dolph out for always being a loser or True. for always choking on the big moments, for not retaining his title. Uh, for not, for not even, being the man. Yeah, for not being uh, on, on his level. So the question is, is Dolph Ziggler just destined to always be the bridesmaid but never be the bride? Uh, as a Ziggler fan, I hope not. I feel like, okay, so there's a there's kind of like a dawn of a new era for Ziggler when it comes to SmackDown Live because right from the get-go, Ziggler has been treated f- very well. Fairly. Like, fairly at that. Right? I mean, he's been getting number one contender size. He's been great wins and, and he's, great got, matches. he's gotten a pinfall victory over AJ Styles. I think it's also because there aren't a lot of baby faces on SmackDown, period. But at the same time, this is Dolph Ziggler we're talking about, who who has always been on the cusp. The only guy that I can think of that's even close to Dolph Ziggler's situation is NJPW's Hiroki Goto. The guy who is always the perennial loser. Essentially what Sami Zayn was on NXT up until right, right up until he won it all against Neville. The guy who would always come inches within that win- within that moment of glory, but never really got it. Here's and a, yeah, and Dolph Ziggler, albeit a world champion, albeit a great intercontinental champion, has never really been the man. And as much as I want to say I don't want to see this for him because I'm a Dolph Ziggler fan too, it seems that until they commit to him, which I hope they do and they really can at this point, they're setting it up. I have to see it to believe it. The thing about Dolph Ziggler right now is I don't think he's actually going to win the championship unless they're willing to give him the Eddie Guerrero moment. Because there are rumors explain, right now. Explain for the audience. Yeah, hold please. on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, the, the reason why uh, why I'm saying this is there are rumors that AJ is going to be the champion until WrestleMania at the very least. Okay. And I honestly don't mind. Like I, I'd love to see AJ really be planted in as the face that runs the place. But with that being said, um, remember when that was Brock Lesnar once upon a time, and then Eddie Guerrero wins the number one contendership in a battle royal, and nobody thinks Eddie could win. And the only time they start to think that Eddie could actually win was, the, was when the Smarks of that time realized that Brock was on his way out of the company, mm-hmm. and he was on his way to a feud with Goldberg. So that made it more logical to anticipate. But now that the precedent has been set, uh, giving the underdog this win that nobody would have seen coming, right? Um, how uh, how possible is it that Dolph Ziggler actually wins the championship at say the Royal Rumble? Wow, title changing hands at the Royal Rumble. It's not unprecedented. It's not unprecedented. It's not unprecedented. It's just one of those things that 
That would mean Dolph would be champion going into Mania. Not necessarily. Like if they want to really there, stop there, the audience. That, that's why. That's why. I just, SmackDown after the Rumble. Yeah, they could Christian him. Yeah. Wow. Or okay. they could save it for the February pay per view. Okay. Well, th- that's the thing. Eh, that I'm like, what's the last stop before WrestleMania? It's not Roadblock. It's not Roadblock this year. <laughs> fuck. Uh, what, whatever the fuck it's gonna be, whether it's Fastlane or whatever you want to call oh, yeah. it. Fast. Well, it was Fastlane last year. It's one of those, you know. It's just uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around this because it's it's one of those things that Dolph could pull off, that Dolph should be able to pull off, but I don't see them doing it. What do you think, Renzo? So you're we're basically saying that there's no way to make it like legitimately interesting without. Him actually having win the title, right? Yes. Because at this point, it's just going to be again back to the cycle of Dolph. Yes. I can do it, and then he getting beaten, do and it. then you know back to the mid card you go. But then, I mean, hasn't the plan for hasn't the overarching like plan for AJ Styles always been carry it to Mania, lose it to Cena? I'm not, not sure about really. the lose it to Cena part, but, but I, lose it to a big. Face. Or or carry till mania like that's yeah. as much as I've heard as well. So you know we've been doing our fair share of, of scouring the dirt sheets, but you know um, the the point uh, or the reason why I'm bringing up this point is because magiging pa ulit ulit na arc ni Ziggler. He'll he'll never have a refreshing take on his character unless he one wins the title, actually achieves uh, you know the the insurmountable task, or uh, second you turn him heel eventually. Which hasn't happened in a while. Because I wouldn't mind seeing Ziggler heal as well. The problem heel with Ziggler, Ziggler, heel Ziggler is entertaining. Heel Ziggler was great. The problem, nang with this is you risk making Ziggler redundant. And I feel like he has still he still has so much face energy going for him. Yes, like he you does. see, like he still has that bit of that underdog fire left. Oh, I mean, you know, he has a lot of that underdog fire left. He I hasn't. Mean, okay, sorry, just to just yeah. to cut you off ever so slightly. He didn't beat the Miz. He lost to the Miz in that. I have to win this moment several times already. This is like the ladder match. There's a ladder match. There was the um, the IC title match on SmackDown 900. Yeah. There was there have been so many instances where just specifically with this arc with the Miz that just he just wrapped up that it's like Right, so again, I go back to the question at hand: Is Ziggler's destiny just to always be the bridesmaid but never be the bride? I don't want it to be. I hope no, th- th- that's not the answer no, I'm looking that's for. Why, that's why I don't want him to be, but I'm having a very hard time wrapping my mind around any other situation. Okay, considering the the fact that you know the SmackDown Live writing staff has yet to fail us, I guess I James would, Ellsworth. <laughs> I Do wouldn't want to go there. I wouldn't be surprised if he does if he does take it. To be honest, and. Um, it's just where do you go from there as well? I mean, you have problems to face like, okay, what are we going to do with the Rumble? What are we going to do at Mania? It's just... What are we going to do in between those things? Yeah. Because there are two pay-per-views between those. Exactly. It's just, I guess, with Ziggler now being the number one contender, um, I believe. I mean, we... Okay, so I was excited for when he won it uh, on SmackDown when he pinned AJ Styles to, to face Dean at SummerSlam. But even that match was kind of was kind of dead. Right. Yeah. I think it matters, uh, or it boils down to how much political will they're willing to invest in Dolph. Oh yes, that that's really where it, uh, where it boil, boils down to, and ultimately his legacy will be defined by how willing WWE is to commit to him as as a, a big time player, as a top 
guy. Yeah, as a top guy. Because we sort of saw it when they gave him that post-mania win, that post-mania title win, the cash-in. No, not really. No, I, no, no, just that, just no, that one, I, that I wouldn't one say moment. So. I wouldn't say so. One moment yeah, they were willing so to good. give him that moment, but it wasn't a top guy moment because yeah, no, the, the title was still secondary to the WWE the title. Yes. So what uh, Right? Got me again. Now, uh, yes, because that really is what we're supposed to do here. I know. Uh, okay, now before discussion. we uh, before we end this week's episode, uh, yeah, um, full disclosure, I think none of us have seen Two Hundred Five Live yet this week. Not yet. We're recording this on Wednesday. Things are actually getting busy as we gear towards the holiday. So, oh yes, yeah. Anyway, the, the year ender award shows are coming up. Yeah, that, the, uh, they are coming up now. Before we end the podcast, we got to give you our picks of the week and our roadblock. End of the line predictions. So let's start off with the pre-show. It's Big Cass versus Rusev. Um, I think this is this an interesting matchup. Yes, it's it's been officially announced for the pre-show. Okay, that works. I think this is an interesting matchup because they're selling Enzo's injuries. Number one, yes. number two, Big Cass is living up to his role as the enforcer. Yung Romeres back literally kay Enzo when he's bitten off more than he can chew. And it looks to be fun. I mean, their segment on Raw. Was fun just because he's like, I'm not Enzo. Mic drop, run in. That's Cass. That's Cass at the end of the day. He doesn't have to talk that much. He'll let his fist do the talking. I hope Cass gets the win in this one. Uh, I'm going for Rusev. I mean, simply because I I don't know they've they've done this they've done this so many times where you know somebody messes with Lana and they make the joke that they slept with Lana and then they get and then he gets pissed and then he ends up just winning in the pay per view anyway. So I, I mean, to be to be honest, I don't think of this match as much, much to begin yeah. with. But yeah, I'm going for Rusev. I think Rusev wins this also just because it gives Enzo a reason to go after Rusev again when he returns. Hmm. True, Next. planting seeds. Next up. Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman singles match with Oof. a 10 minute time limit. All right, I'm going to call this one. Sami Zayn goes through the entire 10 minutes but doesn't get the win, but ends up winning the respect of Foley and the crowd anyway. Yeah, I was going to call that that they're going to officially, you know, call it a draw after 10 minutes. I wouldn't think that they'd what, call okay, it a be- draw. Because what is what if we haven't seen a time limit match strictly enforced lately. Aside from an Iron Man. Aside match. from an which Iron Man getting. match, which we're getting, which we're getting in a few weeks. No, on this show, on this show, yeah, next week. So, Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn wins. I want. To I don't say. think he wins a god. I want. To, well, not, okay. not a roadblock. <laughs> yeah, not a roadblock. I, well, it's ten minutes. I can see it going to a draw. That's what I want the, I, the result to be. I always thought the stipulation was okay. Beat him in ten minutes, or technically, you know, Braun Strowman wins because yeah, he's gonna do it either way. Yeah, like, or it's just a standard match with a ten minute time limit. At the end, no one wins. No one wins. Nah. Uh, well, part of you speaking uh, speaking that way because you're a mark. Yes, for Sami Zayn. Yes, <laughs> number one. Uh, number two. Love you, Sami. You are a mark for Sami Zayn. Yes. So yeah, I I, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm calling this as uh, he makes it to the ten minute mark, but you know um, gets destroyed anyway or ends up losing anyway. Yeah, I think I'm gonna mirror Stan's prediction. He's just gonna go ten minutes. He's gonna get more of that underdog fire and more of that underdog you know energy going for him and. He's just not quite gonna make it. But where, like, not where not not this not this time. Not not this time. I mean, they still have much to draw out from this. There, there's hope for the Rumble. All right. <laughs> Next up, Seth Rollins versus Chris Jericho. I think this is pretty easy. So I think easy. Seth gets this. Easy, GG, easy. 
Oh, really? Why? Seth Rollins. Because Jericho will put him over. Yeah. Okay. Just because. Just uh, because. This is. I mean, I'm, I'm a Rollins mark, so I, I yeah. like that. So. But yeah. it's typical. It's typical Jericho writing. Yeah, that actually. he will put him over in a situation like this. And this is like the stopgap feud between uh, before Rollins eventually really goes after Triple H, even though he's already declared his intentions on Raw. Um, that being said, this match between Rollins and Jericho is my prediction for match of the night. Oh. If, unless the Iron Man match gets that The Iron Woman matches. So let's talk about that. Um, uh, the Iron Man match for the Iron Women's Championship. Iron I like Proverbs. how neither Sasha nor Charlotte were on Raw this week. Yes. And that they just got the video package. Because at this point, redundant oh, yeah. You've seen everything. Redundant was three weeks ago. Or no, redundant was two pay-per-views ago. <laughs> and the women's division is so thin. It's Bailey and Alicia Fox, and then Charlotte, Sasha, and then Naya to the side. Paige, who we don't know where she is. She's coming back. And, and Emelina, and who Emma. has not shown up. Yeah, after they said that she's coming next week. <laughs> she's coming next week. Maybe next week. She pulled an Eva Marie. Yeah, she is pulling an she Eva is. Marie. So, uh, at this point, um, From it, it's good that they gave them just that video package, which we're probably going to see again at Roadblock. But I, I love how the announcers brought up this point. Nah. Whether Sasha retains or Charlotte wins the title again, it the, truly is the end of the line because it's the last match in this rivalry. And there is no rematch clause. Yes. They actually said that, and that is something that I like because fans of continuity, you know, until they say it, you assume. Na, na lagging merong, uh, rematch, rematch clause. clause. Plus, it, it's in line with the theme. It's the fucking end of the line. Exactly, yeah. And if there's one match that this is literally has to be the end of the line, it's this one. I mean, how do I get, okay, speaking honestly, how do I get excited about this at this point? Because, Iron Woman match. Yeah, it's an Iron I mean, Man that's match. It. I, yeah, it's just like, I mean, I've seen Sasha in one already. But not as a baby face. Oh, okay, that's true. Okay, yeah. I guess that, that's a good point. It's just, I guess, the Sasha-Charlotte saga has been going on for quite some time. Uh, their Hell in a Cell match was... I liked it. Pretty damn good. It was very, very good. Pretty but damn good. But it's just... I mean, how many how times much, can it, you flip the title over without it just losing oh, significance? We've, we've said that a few times now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool and is that the Honeys... Or Honeys actually comes out and sings at the end of the line. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> Triple threat match for the Cruiserweight title. Rich Swan versus TJ Perkins versus Brian Kendrick. The Brian Kendrick. Or the Brian you. Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. Um, my fearless forecast is Rich Swan retains, but TJP turns heel. I was actually going to call TJP turns heel and wins. I don't think he wins just yet. But I, that- I, I like the idea of that. What do you think, Renzo? Because um, with the way that they're setting things up and with the way TJP has been, it's clear as day that he doesn't fit well as the babyface. Mm-hmm. As the outright babyface, except for the glasses sharing, Bret Hartish mannerism. It's okay. cute. I, I, he, he should turn heel, but will he is the big question because Raw has, I mean, I guess Raw hasn't disappointed us yet. Uh, I mean, Raw has disappointed us the past couple of weeks. Sorry, these okay. past couple of weeks. I was going to say, uh, Renzo? <laughs> you sure you want to say Brad, that in 2016? But uh, I, I guess it would be the best move to turn DJP heel, as you guys are talking about, because he's getting just painful to watch at this point. Oh, but, uh, I mean, my prediction is, yeah, Swan retains. TJP turning heel, um, I mean, I... I would want that to happen, but I don't think it is. Just based on, I don't want to get my hopes up, I guess. But 
I think the cruiserweight division needs a shake up din kasi. Because think of the division oh and think about how many heels you have vis-a-vis how many baby faces you have. If your division is those 16 guys that they introduce at 205 Live, the only heels you have are Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, Mustafa Ali, Arya Davari, and the Brian Kendrick. Six. It's five guys out of 16. Yeah. And the other 11 are baby faces. So I think they need someone like TJP to be and the new number one even, Some of them haven't even shown up yet. Yeah, like uh, Ho Ho Lun. Yeah, Ho Ho Lun, Akira <laughs> Tozawa. So, you know. Ah, Tozawa. That's, so I, Tozawa I think, would make a great heel, though. I actually haven't seen him as a heel yet. So um, he would, he would, he would I'm going to have to suspend current, my judgment. In the current... In the current mm, I like anyway, the idea. yeah. Um, so think about that. T- think about the idea of TJP as the new number one heel, while Brian Kendrick bullies someone else on the way back to uh, challenging. Maybe for the Cedric title. Alexander. I uh, want to see. I want to see him. I want to see him do something. You know, Alexander doesn't have much of a personality either. So he is the boyfriend of Alicia Fox. <laughs> Great. In you. her mind, <laughs> right. and he has a baby bear. <laughs> Um, last, Damn it, Cedric. last up, your main event The Universal Championship on the line Between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns uh, God, please, no yeah, please. Owens, yeah, Owens no, for Owens, sure Owens. God, please, no Alright Oh wait, Owens threw a clean win? I don't care I don't <laughs> care, fuck it man <laughs> Okay, you're gonna give Roman the double championship treatment? No, I mean, like, no that, definitely Do he's you not, want that? Not, he's, he's not walking out of there, you know Universal Champion and United States Champion For sure, I'm just wondering, like Will Kevin Owens get the victory? Because obviously he won't have Chris Jericho. Well, that there's that, but at the same time, that's what we said when Seth Rollins won all right, against right. John Cena. I, oh, that was okay. fucking awesome, though. This is gonna <laughs> yes. be a, this is gonna be a very bold prediction, but I think the only way Owens loses the championship is if Jericho interferes on Reigns' behalf. Oh, oh what fuck! The hell? Which leads to the fuck Owens Jericho feud. <laughs> fuck no! <laughs> No, then, do not. And then the internet implodes, Bro, and then do not. Camus hangs himself. Ro, Ro, Ro. If you're somewhere out there, please. Uh, he would probably see. Please fucking probably lose think, your shit too. He would probably think, nah, you know, that's actually logical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a Roman Mark, but please no. <laughs> it's the only way. Via I see Jericho. Via Jericho. Or maybe they're just gonna. No, because okay, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. That's gonna happen. That's the stopgap between now and Mania for him, for them, I hope. But fucking Roman as champion? No, but I think when Owens and Jericho feud, it'll be for the title. Because Jericho will be like, you know, this is my last chance. He'll, he'll probably be the babyface here. I Actually, know. you know, Jericho going into Mania as champion. As, as unlikely, as, unlikely happen, as that is. We got that in 2010, so... Uh, it's been a long time since 2010. <laughs> we also got that in 2002, but then Trips buried Jericho. Oh, so. uh, yeah. There was that. There was Anyway, that. Uh, th- that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the podcast. Thank but- you so much, Renzo, for being here. Oh, today. yeah. Thank, thank you, you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Before we let you go, because we know you got to catch Rogue One, uh, what is your pick of the week? Luke Harper. As in... Lu- uh, as in the Fatal 4-Way. Yeah, Luke Harper in the Fatal 4-Way just looking amazing. Oh, like that power bomb? Holy He's good. He my goodness. Good. And, they, I mean, he looked great. Uh, I'm just already picturing in my head Luke Harper versus AJ Styles, and it's just... Oh. <sighs> that is a matchup that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, we've never seen that. And I I actually don't mind. All right. Kamas, uh, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is the opening match from Raw. 
Mostly because, uh, as Renzo said, fucking Cesaro, man! <laughs> Push I this guy! Seven hit combo or something. Push this guy, man! Okay, that is all. All Cesaro marking out the side. The new day, when the new day wanted there, I was just like, well deserved. I was actually angry. Well I wanted deserved. Cesaro and Sheamus to win. No, we do want that down the line. No, I wanted them to win so the new day could turn heel, and then you have a fresh story. Oh wait, we missed one prediction for for Roadblock. There is no tag team. There is no tag team night uh, match. That's sort of what happened. That can was it. Talk about tribute to the troops. Uh, yeah, sure. Because Just they they won. Cesaro and Sheamus won a number one title of contenders. I mean, num- yeah, contenders. Number one, one contenders ta- match yes, for the, the Raw title. tag team titles. That is a mouthful. Yeah, okay. it is. It yeah, is. they will be facing the New Day at Roadblock for oh, the tag team titles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so they just haven't announced it yet. They haven't, yeah. Oh, thank you. Because, you know, we haven't talked oh, about that. Thank you. I think Cesaro and Sheamus actually win. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because they've, yes. already, because they, they've, they've already because they they've broken beaten, the record. Yeah, they broke They're the gonna record. break it by a full week. Yeah, it was just WWE's way of of telling Bill Eady to go fuck himself. Because uh, he's one of the guys. Yeah, he's uh, one of the guys in the lawsuit. WWE. Yeah, yeah. Well, so there. That's nice. <laughs> I like it. All right, my pick of the week was the main event of Raw. Absolutely amazing. Barn burner. Huge highlight was the double tower of doom spot. Ooh. Oh, beautiful, beautiful stuff. I love you. It. Owe it to yeah. yourself to see the new day. Win once, get screwed over by Stephanie, and then win it again. Yeah, and I think you maganda is that the new day or the tag team championships felt important. Yes, because that's the huge uh, takeaway from that. Because you know, a full calendar year has passed, and that's that. That in itself, you sort of lose the tag team title in the mix. But tonight, uh, well, not tonight, but at Raw. Stakes were at their highest. Yeah, and and uh, consider this: Brian Kendrick and Paul London never got that when they were the longest reigning SmackDown tag champions. Yeah, so that's true. It's it it says a lot about how there is political will behind the New Day right now, and it also is a testament to how far they've elevated themselves since uh, all three were afterthoughts for when they were clapping happy black guys. Yeah, yeah. Because or, or we sh- we shot on we shot on that gimmick. Yeah, we did. We shot on that gimmick hard when it debuted, and then look at them now. Yep. All right. Um, Three trombones later. <laughs> All right. So again, uh, thank you, Lorenzo. Thank uh, you so for, much, guys, for dropping by and joining us today of Play FM. <laughs> uh, thank you as well to everybody who's uh, stayed up to this point. Keep subscribing, keep downloading, and keep rating us on the iTunes Store. And thank you to our friends from Mellow ninety four seven for always having us in the booth. And uh, until next time, uh, by the next time you hear us, we'll be doing the year end awards and the theme song awards. Roll be back, and we've got some news on the wrestling god. So that'll be Ooh. that'll be something nice. worth getting excited about. So until then, social media, we're out of here. Oh yeah, uh, it's. At Renzo Soros for Renzo, at Caveman Camus, at Rose War for the Traveler, and at <laughs> underscore Stancy for myself. So yeah, uh, peace out. At the SGP Podcast for the podcast. See you. Glorious. No, I won't give in. I won't give in till I'm victorious. And I will defend. I will defend. Hey. It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 